Grace and peace, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've been having a magnanimous day. It's your girl, Yemi, a.k.a. Yans B. Satin. Now, excuse me for looking real crazy on top. My eyebrows and my eyelashes look good thanks to Chelsea Cannon. True beauty by Chelsea. Now, uh, last week we stopped at our conversation concerning purpose, anointing, and being called. How they work together. Thank you for joining us again. Here's part two. I know I've questioned many things in this world. For every mom who ever missed a meal so they would have enough to let their babies eat. I go hand in hand. How can you decipher the two? I have a column, but what's my purpose? See, it, I, because I'm still in, I'm in the middle of de defining what that looks like, mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to say. I, it's, e mm -hmm. it's easier to say, it's easier to for me to see that in someone else. Right, right. Right? Especially if if we're looking at and people say this all the time and I think it's kind of stupid but kind of right at the same time that you know people post on social media what people post on social media is you know their highlights what else are you supposed to post like are you supposed to post your down tried right, right. stuff that kind of thing all the time and if someone were posting you know nothing but negativity all that like the woe is me the world sucks blah blah all the time you know would you even want to to watch that that kind of thing right. but I say all that to say that if you're looking at it, it's easier for me to look at someone else and be like, oh, they look like they found their purpose. Exactly, yeah. But I think, I think purpose is probably defined by what, even in your insecurities, you are willing to do consistently. Yeah, I, oftentimes I struggle with this, and God gave me so many different definitions, guys. You know, and, and every time these definitions come up, I'm like, why is it different from last week? It was at that moment that I believe that your purpose can change from day to day. You know what I mean? Oh, that's, a, that's a really good perspective. Your purpose can change. It's like, not one It's, it's not it's, one it's, thing. It's not one thing. And I think what happens with people, they're looking for this one thing. You know, they have this question and say, what is my purpose? They're looking for this one thing that's going to fulfill not their purpose rather than their flesh and their earthly desires oftentimes, right? That's mm -hmm. what I believe. So, um... They, they, we, we begin to couple God's purpose with your, your, your earthly desires, right? And that's, that's when the confusion comes in there, right? I think the Bible says I was created for you, was created to worship, right? Mm -hmm. That's purpose, one. Mm -hmm. God put you here to worship him, right? Mm -hmm. So once you begin to submit to their worship of God, that's when everything else will come, will come in line. Like, take John Lewis, for example. I believe John Lewis' purpose was to, 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 to fight in the civil rights movement. You know why? Because that's something that he kept doing. He thought about it all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Now, his job was a, was other things that he did. Your purpose in your job often is, often is not the same, right? You might say, I'm a content creator, that's my purpose. It's probably not your purpose. The guy gifted you because you're doing something that he purposed you to do that you don't even see that you're doing, right? So I think the purpose for me changes day to day. Today, my purpose might, might be to pick up a homeless man and give him food, right? Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Your purpose might change from day to day, but as long as that purpose is lined up with something that's pleasing to God, I believe that is your purpose. Our purpose is to be into, in, I believe, in, in, in relation with each other to help bring God's will forward. That's in what I believe. And in sync in with sync. God. I completely agree with that. I, I think, uh, to your point, that the, the purpose, it, even when I think about David, his initial purpose at, uh, when he before he was anointed was to guard the sheep. Right. It eventually then became 
uh, a mechanism or to use his talents uh, to reel in Saul. Mm-hmm. Eventually, oh. It, it, oh. it became to to be uh, a warrior in battle. Mm. Eventually, then it became to to be king. You know, over the Israelites at the, uh, um, at that time. Right. And then uh, the, his final purpose was to 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 create the structure to which Samson Solomon, Solomon yeah. would eventually um, build. build the 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 structure of worship. This glorious so, temple. So his purpose over time um, changed according to the season. You know, it was so funny. I was reading that story about the temple, man. Um, David, one thing about David, well, he stayed getting his own way, even with the temple, right? God Mm. told him how to do it, but David was like, I'm still going to put my hands on to give you money to do it. (laughs) You know? Uh, (laughs) But I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's as much as getting in his way. Or even ego. Ego. I, I think. Yeah. I, I think for him. I think for him. He he had experienced so much of what God's grace looked right. like. He was just kind of like I know that I don't deserve to you know to build a temple because right. my hands are filled with blood. Look, but look, God, right. you gotta let me do. Let something. me do something right. And you know what? You know, I, I again see. And this is going off subject, but I, you know, if you look at David's life, right. You know why David had ego and pride? He kept messing up. Mm. Because think about what David came from. Imagine right now you give a person who was not the one even allowed in the house, right? Um, now, he, now they're king. Can you imagine how they would play on their ego? What's the Just name of that? that? What's the name of that book that I was I read one time? The Tale of Three Kings or something like that. It yeah, talks about Tale of Three Kings. Yeah. Um, um, that it's a really good book. It's a short read of, about um, the experiences of David, and Saul. Saul, and I guess it's Jonathan. Saul, Jonathan, Solomon. You know? I mean Solomon, Solomon. Um, in that case, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I think it's an experience. So, because right. even when you think about people who uh, who don't come from money and eventually get a whole lot of money and don't know how to manage that. Their inability, uh, their not their lack of training is mm-hmm. what prohibited them from being able to uh, be successful at maintaining to money. Store, store the money. Oh yeah, right. being stewards of of their money. So it wasn't necessarily ego. It right. was just because they didn't know. They right. weren't properly trained. And to the point, uh, also, and, and this couple, this goes along with what, something that I heard my dad say about having being a relationship with with people. They didn't have people in their ear that they could really talk to. Jonathan, think about it. With David, Jonathan had died. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? By the time he became king, which is the only reason that he would he would be able to be king, his his right hand man, the person he was in covenant his with, his best his best friend, arguably. His what, well, what they say? Uh, they <laughs> say right. David loved Jonathan more than woman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Whatever. All right, I think that was some interesting language. Uh, yeah, it is really interesting. But anyway, uh, but um, um, John and David loved women. That's all. <laughs> he loved women. Did he really? Man, David. Yeah, he loved. I he mean, loved he, he 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 probably loved the sexual act, but I don't know. He loved the sexual act. Yeah, I, I don't mean. know if there. I don't know if there's anything that that it, to me. Well, you talking about uh, more of a? Um, I was thinking about more of an intimate look. Like I love the way women look like Bathsheba. You talking about more of a of a. Intimate type. Even that, I think. I, I think. I, I think one of the things that we need to deal with when it comes to um, um, uh, his relationship with Bathsheba in that, in that scenario, he was he was definitely using that for ego. So. Oh, I believe he raped Bathsheba. He definitely, I, uh, I, I completely you, and utterly. Yeah. I think Bathsheba was Bathsheba didn't have a 
could not say no to a king. You she would was, die. Yeah, she was in a power structure. And then, and then think about he didn't even he didn't even um court Bathsheba. He told his king, go get her, bring her to me. Yeah. Think about that. Go get her and bring her to me. You know? He was the Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> but hey, ah, and the, and the more I think about it, because even when you brought up Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King a king in some to some degree is very cringeworthy to me. I mean, he had and, some faults. And right, and, and the uh, but what, what I think God is trying to get me to understand, especially especially during that time frame, if you were a, a leader, a public leader, especially a black public leader, you could not, you had to be infallible. Like you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You did not, which is why it was so important for the FBI to to expose MLK as much as he did. You know what I'm saying? The FBI was trying to break up the home first. If you oftentimes can break up. The black man home in those times, you can you can stop his call. But what I'm trying, what I'm what I'm essentially pointing to is that it's those fallibilities that mm -hmm. need to be undressed more, so that people right. can understand that the calling is not necessarily the calling and the anointing and the purpose. The uh, it 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 does not stop just because you're fallible. This is why we need God in our lives. Right. God I, is God serves as the protector, the guider, and the restorer and the redeemer. Mm -hmm. Even though we're going to mess up, if we're if we are submitted to doing the because a lot of people are watching this and maybe thinking, well, I can't be called because you know I did X Y Z A B C. You know what I'm saying? Um, for me, it would be that I've been divorced before. Um, uh, for someone else, it may be that you know I had a child uh, um, um, before I was married like in Tim's case or something like that just because those circumstances are, are, are circumstances that you have been engaged or engaged with or that you participated in or you uh, not fell into because we don't fall into sin we willfully walk into right, the right. things that we're doing mm -hmm. right um, that's, I learned that from my past but just because in PG Gerald but just because you, just because those are things that are a part of your story, doesn't make you less called. Mm -hmm. In fact, it elevate, it it gives you empathy. I think that God allows these things because what it does is it creates the empathy to effectively serve the people that you're called to. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, if you look, I think that's so good. That's so true. If you look at everybody of the Bible. I mean, the ones that we highlight. What happens is we romanticize it, right? We only give good stories. But I believe the biblical writer was um, purposely, they want us to see the bad in, in a David, right? Because yeah. they want us to see that, but we like to run run past that. So if we can see the bad in David, the stuff that he did, that allows us as human beings who are going to commit, who's going to have sin to begin to walk into their calling. Because I, I remember hearing so many people say stuff like, uh, once I get right, I come to God. You can't come to God without getting without God get you right. You can't do that on your own. You see yeah, what I'm saying? And then, and then you'll, so, never, you'll never you'll never you'll never be you'll never be all the way right. You'll, you'll still have moments and follow but it, cause it, cause if you think about it, if if you were all the way right, what would be the purpose what of God? What would be the purpose, right. Like I mean what would be the purpose? So I think if we could actually see like the stuff that Adam did, right? But God said I still can use you. I remember I remember one time hearing somebody say, uh why do God on the shoes call only messed up people? And the, 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 the pastor turned around and said, uh because that's all he got to choose from. Yeah, ain't nobody, ain't nobody, ain't <laughs> nobody else. That's all he no, got to choose no, from. Uh, sit, uh, sit up also, because mm -hmm. that light is kind of bright, yeah. and I'm just gonna make it difficult for me to, whatever. At least we want to see your face. But I agree. I think um, I I agree. I just think that I think I think that 
<laughs> this is me being a producer at this point. I think I think that if we learn to acknowledge that our our frailties or are the things in us that are not so good are the things that make us qualified to be used by God because it keeps us humble mm -hmm. it keeps us humble <laughs> because it's different Why you than take humble. Uh, what is the difference between humble and humble? I don't know the saints the saints do that. So when you take out the H it's more holier. Oh, okay. So okay. humble I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, it, it keeps you. It keeps you humbler. It keeps you. It keeps you in a spirit of reverence. And in order to right. really effectively achieve calling, purpose, mm -hmm. um, and allow the anointing to do its part in your life, you have to keep. You have to maintain a spirit of reverence. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. It's your Achilles heel. It's that. It's that thing for Isaac or Not Israel. Is it thing in Israel that? Uh, that that walking with his limp is what keep reminds him mm -hmm. that uh, reminds him not that he's uh, not just that he's imperfect, but that he has no room to judge anyone. Right, right, right. And even like Paul, I got a thorn on my side. Right, I think it was so purpose purposeful that they didn't explain what that thorn was. Right, so basically, so that thorn, so we could ask Bible readers could be like our thorn is different. Cause you know how we do. Well, that's. Paul had a thorn of sexual immorality in the side. That was his issue, mm. and we would try to couple that in all the time. With that's not my issue. With no, with no, with no, with no foundation. With no it's foundation. your issue. It's your yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and if it's your issue, you know whatever. But also, don't be trying to project that onto somebody else. That don't even look right. But then, if you continue to read, God said, "But in my weakness, God is made strong." You know what I mean? That thorn, that sin, this thing that I'm battling with, God is made strong. Right. So. I believe every time that Paul battled whatever struggled with whatever it was he was struggling with, he lifted up God in his life, right? It could have been that he was a killer. You know what I'm saying? Paul was out here slaying uh slaying these Christians. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It could yeah. be that. Like it it could have been like the guilt of the or the the weight of his sin was the thorn in his side that as opposed it, to yeah. sexual everything ain't sex. Everything ain't sex. <laughs> everything I mean, if you want to do an in-depth study of Paul they think that Paul probably wasn't even too fond of women, to be honest with you. Like, he, they, 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 they say he was an ugly guy, women didn't like him, and that, that what led. I'm not saying this right, this is different historians mm -hmm. or theologians that come to this, this understanding that, um, say that, uh, you know, that what led to his ideal of how he see women because he was not, like, he was short, he walked with a limp, he, he had, like, a funny looking eye. Ah, that's what they said. Because even, even when we were talking, because uh, even when we were talking last episode about the role of women in Paul, what Paul was saying, there could have still been some underlying, uh, underlining truth mm -hmm. to what he was projecting based off his perspective. One of the things that, like, if, if you do a study of uh, um, these theologies, like, for instance, the Black Liberation Theology that I was talking to, mm -hmm. talking about, or even the the womanist um, theology that I was uh, I was referencing when they talk about these things, the main thing that they reference is that my my pers my I view I view God according to my my own lens. Right, right. My lens uh -huh. doesn't so, even match, you know, the the lens of a white man because we don't have the same we don't have the same background. And these are some some of the uh, one of the reasons why it, I think love and theology works. Um, our, our podcast works is because the same thing could be said about Tim and I. Tim and I, yes, are black people, but we have different contexts. I'm, I'm, I come from a, a, a Haitian background that forces me, uh, forces me to see liberation and God completely different than the black man mm -hmm. because my ancestors uh, were, uh, took their freedom. 
right. differently than you know the black the uh, the African American ancestors. It's, it's, no. it's me saying that Haitians are always trying to uh, yeah. put. No, 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 no. What you're saying is so crazy because I was just thinking about it the other day, right? I was thinking like uh, it's just right on point what I was saying. Thinking about. I was thinking, I was asking God, I was like, man, I bet if God could rewrite this, could have somebody rewrite this whole Bible for us, he would. Because we're so simple. So what happens is we, we begin to operate and see God based on every story in the Bible. And we're not allowing God to be God in our life, man. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So we're not, instead of pulling wisdom from the Bible and, and applying it to our everyday life, we try to apply word for word about what happened in those texts, in those times, right? Yeah, we read it one for one. And, one and that's, for one. Not, that's not it. And God's like, man, if I would have known y'all was going to be so simple, I'd have them write a whole other Bible so y'all understand it walk and, and live into, and live this life that I'm trying to call y'all to live. Well, he actually did because you know? he called the sheep. <laughs> he <laughs> said, these people here, they don't get it. We're not allowing God to be, God in your life is going to look different from God in my life. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's still the same God, but God knows he has to operate different with every individual person. Man. One of the things that I'm, one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm going to force myself to do in my off season is, uh, is study, um, uh, theology from the perspective of that, like the Asian culture and other, right. other stuff. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because they, a lot of us are uncultured, ain't seen nothing outside of our block, ain't been outside of our city, ain't crossed the train tracks, mm -hmm. but think that we know everything about the Bible, God, and how other people see things. And let's, let's put a pin right there. And go back to it. We'll never understand everything about God. It's impossible. It's impossible. If we did, when, when the people, the people who tried, uh, they tried it one time. They called that the Tower of Babel. You know right. why we got languages now? <laughs> because jokers were like, "Let's build a tower so we can get to God." God was like, "Let me go ahead and confuse these Negroes real quick." Flat, flat, flat. And you know what's funny? There's no way they could have built a tower to get to God. But they so they got so. But we, but we, we are, them, right? but we are yeah. sheep. Yeah. We are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me, let me not say dumb, but God be like, okay. I get so sick of they people, you know, they're acting like, I'm going to tell you the best theologian I ever heard say, he always starts off with. Talk about Otis Moss? Well, he, he, he's, he's, he's the best, you know, in my opinion. I believe, you know what, though, it's funny. I believe him and Candace Bimbo are like two of the same. Oh, no, no, no. no they they, run, they run in the same, they, right. they run in the, the same, same circle. The same, whatever. Yeah. And, and, and even with Candace Bimbo, who I love, mm -hmm. who follows me. <laughs> Um, I, it's not to say that I agree with everything that she's uh, that she's theorized. But see, that, that, that ain't the thing. I think that's great because when I was reading the book, it's a lot that I don't agree with. It's her perspective. However, if I were to say her perspective is wrong, it's like a white person telling a black person, don't worry about slavery. You understand what I'm saying? Like, what things do you agree about? Well, I no, no, no. I did not disagree with it. I just... Some stuff it I can't resonate. It, it didn't resonate. resonate with you, but okay. but I still can glean from it. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that and, thing, and, right? and that is that is that is the point. Right. That is the point. We need uh, what uh, the the word is a living word, a living right. breathing organism, if you will, and it needs to. You we have to remain super sensitive to mm -hmm. the speaking of God in different times. Again. I think we emphasize this that the Bible, the Bible was closed the theoretically. Canon. The canon was closed by a group of people who needed, at that time, a thing to present to people so that they can get on one accord as far as the religion, or uh, the religion that they were trying to promote, which was Christianity at mm -hmm. the time. That's why God did not stop speaking after 
the canon was closed. I don't believe so. I don't believe that. Right? He has been speaking through us. He's right. been speaking through uh, other readings. He's been speaking through the uh, um, the churches. He's been speaking through. He's been speaking through you. Yep, I, I agree with that. It just just hadn't stopped, but we believe that. I and so we say, well, the Bible says this. How the Bible do that? The Bible says a lot about a lot. And not a lot about a lot. You see what I'm saying? And the other part of it too is that the Bible was written from the lens of, or the things that the things that made the canon were from lenses that met the needs at the time. Right. Doesn't and, mean that it, it's not inspired. Whatever. I'm just saying that everything ain't making it. Imagine this, right? You know how we throw this Bible verse, meditate on the word day and night, right? Mm -hmm. You know why they, you know why they had to do that back then. You know, first of all, this is where this Bible verse comes from. It was an oral from. tradition. Well, yeah, they could. Well, only people that could that could go into the temple with the scribes, right? Mm -hmm. And the rabbis to read to the people. So mm -hmm. what those people had to do was hear the word, remember it, go home and meditate on it. Mm -hmm. So so when you begin to put it in that lens, that, that, that they didn't have a Bible. They didn't have a Bible. Uh. Somebody had to read it, so they had to remember and meditate. That's where they come in at. So if you put it in that lens, we have an actual tangible Bible, right? Yeah. To read. And we and once you understand what they had to go through, mm -hmm. To understand the content mm -hmm. that make you want to actually read and meditate on the word because mm -hmm. you have it here. Mm -hmm. But see, we, we, we don't we don't understand the content, so we don't value that, that word as much as you do once you understand it. Them people had to go and remember everything that was told to them. And I don't know, like, I don't know where we get this idea that we can't talk back to the text either. Because right. oh. that's also intrinsically problematic. I know that we look at God as a deity and he's so high above and whatever, but he's also our father. One of the many roles that yep. he has is a father. And if you, and for those of us, all right, well, I grew up, I had a father. Mm -hmm. I had, uh, you know, my stepdaddy is my, is, the, I don't even call him my stepdaddy, he my, he my daddy. But uh, I, I know for those of us who maybe didn't grow up with a father, a paternal figure in our lives, we don't even know what that looks like. Right. And, and, it, and it's also why when I address God these days, I don't necessarily label him father. Mm -hmm. I give God God and God self. Only because there are people who don't necessarily. This is not, and this is not necessarily how we preach. Like I, I would preach it within the, the respective context, right, but, right, right. but, but there are people who don't resonate with the idea of father. Well, well, well father was a bad is a bad image in their life. That's yeah. A bad thing in their so, life. Uh, so, and and God is just too far, mm -hmm. you know. So parental figure, right? Let's say. Uh, um, for even for those of us who didn't have a parental figure, some let's say uh, uh, someone who loved us, right? Right. As someone who loves us, we still have the place and the position to ask questions for understanding. Right, and that's another thing. I'm glad you brought it up. I get so sick of people saying, "Don't question God." Show me where it says, "Don't question God." At. We're not, yeah, we're not supposed, we're not to, supposed to question God. You can question God anytime you want to. What you can't do is question His will. Those are two different things, I right? Think a I think a black, I think a yeah. black, a black mama said that so they they, can they, get they ain't have kid, to answer no question. <laughs> get their kid to stop but, talking. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with asking God why. Why did my mama die? I want to know. I need answers, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't question His will. I like like he said, like Jesus asked God like, I allow His will to be. I yeah. allow His will to be done. Because right. when you think about that, no, to your point, Jesus, Jesus, yeah. Jesus was just kind of like. I but mean, he said, but after he questioned question like God why have you forsaken me but not your will but my, my will. will he didn't question the will but he questioned like why am I going through this even though he knew think oh think about it he was so much in his flesh 
the divine and, and flesh in that and moment. Flesh, and he forgot his calling. Think about it. At man. the moment. For that quick moment, I mean, and Jesus he had to, forgot he had his to, calling. He had to, he had to, he had to pull himself together. bring it back. Together. Think about it, man. He had to pull himself so together. How can you sit here? We, we walk through these super saints going through judging people in church, right? Because they because they don't they don't we don't look like they look. I act like they they supposed to act. They put on this hat, right? Mm. And then look at this person, this girl that come in that's in a rap dress or this guy that smelling like marijuana, you know what I mean, or alcohol. And, and they judge these people, right? Because at that moment, right, we all are weak and we all will forget our calling at some moment. Yeah. You know? But it's just easier right now to judge that, that woman in this rap dress or that man that smell like weed because that's not how you look what right now. What is a rap dress? A rap, I, I don't know. I just heard it on Steve Harvey's show and this, this lady was cheating on her husband. That like She was like, I was in the, I was, no, the rap dress. And I actually looked it up because I wanted to know it's a dress like a rap dress. Like, let me show you. It, well, you can't describe it because they won't know. Well, a wrap dress is a dress that pretty much wrap wrap around. So a tight, a tight, a real dress. tight dress. They call it wrap dress. Though. My God, these countries, cause Steve Harvey's country. No, it's actually a dress, man. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Like that. That's mini wrap dress. I mean, it's cute. I would wear. But it's very revealing, they say, right? Mm -hmm. But, but um, that's yeah. the thing. And, and I think that's the thing, you know. Did we even talk? Did we talk about so? Oh, what is our theology? There we go. My, my my theology for this is that the calling comes in many different shapes, forms, and fashion. Right? I believe that that the calling is this one thing that that is gnawing at you that you that you want to do that God is speaking through you, right? And it's going to bring purpose and glory to God. Like it's going to help humanity. I believe once you look at all these things, right? It's not the calling. Sometimes it's not self gratifying, um, gratifying, right? You, you, you might not get nothing from it, but somebody else is going to get from, something from it. The calling is not from for you. The calling is for other people. The calling is to bring glory to God, right? And once you walk into your calling, that when purpose begin to flow flow in, right? Mm -hmm. And the anointing has already been put on top of the calling. Call. So once you begin to walk into your calling, everything else is going to come it's with it. But, by other people. but so so the calling is something that that you might struggle with at times, that might not feel good, but it's gonna bring glory and help and help uplift the kingdom of heaven. So I believe that is the calling. That that's that's what the calling looks like in my life. What about you? What is your theology? Uh, I think that the calling is 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 different for everyone and it's also different it, it, it has different seasons. So I think when we think about if we learn to, to if we learn to be present with uh, Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and we allow God to do his thing God's thing in us the calling we won't even we we won't even be focused on the calling right the calling will just manifest in our lives and and oh, at man. the end of our lives That's good. we would have seen what that was it all makes sense towards the end but I think what's significant about the calling is that we need to be able to lean in to it and be responsive to what it is. And the other part of it too is uh, with regards to anointing is that uh, anointing validates the calling. Right. Oh, man. Like so, so uh, people who are investing in a thing in you, I would beg, I would beg you to confer with God on if that is a part of your ultimate purpose because the anointing validates the calling someone will come to you and sow seeds sow money 
give you opportunities. And that is your signaling point that the calling is in tow. At least that's what I believe. And it might change. Because we're ever evolving. Oh, that was so good. I, I, like, I like when you said uh, that, uh, what you say, the calling won't come looking for you, but you won't have to look for the call, the calling will come looking for you or something like that. I think that was really good. The calling will come find you. Mm -hmm. The calling will come to you. But anyway, we thank y'all for tuning in. This is our podcast, Yams B. Sand. T.O. Speaks, another episode of Love and Theology. God bless you, y'all keep it. Peace. Bye. Yes, we're going to make this a two-parter because this was two episodes worth. Did y'all like it? Great. I know I've questioned many things in this world, but I never had to question your love. So I know I know one thing's for sure. I can put a trust in a real love, your love. So they would have enough to let their babies eat Fathers who grind every day to provide more than good advice Charlie Sheen, take it everything you gotta take To bring the bacon home and put it on the table You are not forgotten, legacies are made in our darkest hours God is watching, keep your faith Don't bend, don't fall, there's a lyric I quote Tell me trouble don't last always There's a Christ I know who revives the soul Of the one who lose their way Pursue the one who promised us a peace of mind I tried to fly high on my choice of vice But then I found Christ was the road to life but I never had to question your love So I know I know one thing's for sure I can put a trust